Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Happy Friday, not Friday, happy Saturday. Oof, long week. <laughs> it's because April Fool's was yesterday. Um, I hope you have something relaxing planned today, but right now we're going to get into the Word of God looking at the 24th Psalm. And today I'll be reading from the New King James Version, just to, you know, switch it up on you a little bit. And it reads, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has formed it unto the sea and established it upon the waters. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. This, if you haven't figured it out already, is a song of praise. And in the subcategory it falls in is a hymn. It's considered a temple hymn. And I think it's easy to see um, how it can be sung, right? Because it boasts of our God. It reminds the person singing it and those who hear it being sung that God is great, that he is our creator, and that he is a great and marvelous God. David, yes, another psalm penned by David, starts out in verses 1 through 2, or 1 and 2, I should say, that speak, they speak to God's sovereignty. Our God alone is the creator of the world, and it is only he who can alter it. To make it real colloquial, God is in charge. <laughs> now that isn't for us then to take or to be neglectful of our responsibility or partnership that we have with our creator in being good stewards of his creation. This stewardship extends beyond finances though. It includes our personal relationships with our loved ones and our neighbors. And I'm defining neighbors as the neighbor Jesus defined in the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so that would be everyone. And we are to be good stewards of just the planet. And to support this, I draw your attention to Genesis 1:28. That reads, Then God blessed them, speaking of Adam and Eve, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is what God instructed Adam and Eve to do to fill the earth and it's just not with our own children right but to allow for the replenishment of the earth and the lands then this can be validated in the levitical laws where jesus instructs the jewish nation 
that when they're cultivating their land, they can do it for six years, but on the seventh year, they're supposed to leave it fallow. That's to allow the land to replenish itself and everything that has been um, depleted through, you know, growing and, and agriculture to be replenished, for God to replenish the land, right? And then that way, the next year, they start all over again, the earth is able to produce a good yield. You see, God has a system in place, and we are to follow it. God cares about everything in the world, and he created us so that we should care as well. So now, moving on to the rest of the psalm, verses 3 and 4 really speak to God's holiness. David does this by posing the question, who is good enough to approach God? That's basically, you know, being colloquial again when he says who can ascend to the hill of God he's basically saying who can approach God and the answer is no one right but we do because we have access because of the blood of Jesus Christ that opens up the door for us to have that access so who can ascend unto the hill of the Lord who can approach God we can because Jesus goes ahead of us to make the place available for us. And although, you know, no one is holy enough to approach God, in verses verses 5 and 6, David then speaks to the relationship that Israel has with God and that they are his chosen, chosen people. We have access to God, as I stated, through Jesus Christ, but the children of Israel had access because God chose them, in a sense. And, 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 and remember, we've talked about how the priests would go into the Holy of Holies. That was their kind of intercession. But they had to do that all the time to make atonements for their sins with the, you know, bringing bulls and doves and things like that. But Jesus, as we know, he died once and for all and paid the ultimate price so that we now have access. But the children of Israel had access to God, so to speak. They could go in his presence. Not all of them, but they would send their representative as the priest. And so that's what David is getting into that. He he speaks to their relationship when he says, he shall receive blessings from the Lord in verse 5 and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob. He's speaking about the nation of Israel. And I want us to highlight that God came down to us that's how he made access he made it first by choosing the people of Israel actually Abraham to create the children of Israel and then through anyone who accepts his son Jesus Christ God came down to us we don't go up to meet him he comes down and then based on this of God coming down to us I believe the remaining verses are verses of rejoicing the lift up your heads is David shouting lift up your heads and why does he say that because the special relationship that Israel has with God that we have with God it's a there's no reason for us to be downcast we have a relationship with God so lift up your heads right there's much to celebrate we have access to God he has chosen us to be our God and our creator and it just tickles me to read David when he says who is the king of glory 
he asked that question twice, right? In verses um, eight, and then again in verses 10. Who is the king of glory? And then, you know, it's kind of like a call and response. I envision it like a pep rally you know, at a football game or whatever kind of game where David is the head cheerleader and he's leading the rest of us in that call and response. Who is the king of glory? And we shout back, the Lord, the Lord who is mighty in battle or the Lord, he's the king of glory, the Lord of hosts. Can you hear it? I can. It's good for us, I think, to use our imaginations, to place ourselves in the scripture, to try and see if we can paint a picture of the scripture. For me, when I do this, it gives more meaning to the scripture because I'm able to place myself in it. I can, it's not just reading it on words, but it's seeing it kind of come to life. And then it's easier for me to remember the concept behind the scripture. You should try it. Think of like when Jesus is speaking to the crowds on, 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 on the multitudes and he's, you know, when he got in the boat to, to visualize that. There are movies that show us that, but you can visualize it too. It just gives it more meaning. Today, what I ask you to do is have a pep rally for Jesus, right? Who is the Lord? Who is the King of glory? Who is our magnificent Savior? And then you shout back, Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior. I guarantee that it will lift your spirits because it will remind you that there is no need for you to have a downcast head. Even though the season of caregiving may be tough, you still have reason to lift up your head because you have been chosen by God. You have access to him and he loves you very much. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for being the Lord of hosts, for being the King of glory. And we lift up our heads to you because you came down to us to establish relationship. And we thank you for that, for relationship, for fellowship. We thank you for being our God. Help us to host a pep rally in our hearts, praising you and celebrating you, to sing this song, to remember that there is much to celebrate because we are in you. We know that, um, you know that times are hard for us, but help us to remember that you are our God and that the earth is yours and that there isn't anything that takes place that you don't have oversight on. So when we get to a point where there's hard times and we're having problems lifting up our heads, we ask, Father, for you to help us, for you to put your holy finger under our chin and lift us up to remind us that you are still in charge and that you love us and that through you there isn't anything that we can't do. Thank you for being our God. We are your people and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, I want you to go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. See you on Monday. Bye.